Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. Hey, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. <laughs> this is going to be great, Ray. What's going on, JC? How you doing? Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'm in Dallas, um, back in Dallas, uh, enjoying uh, time with the family and uh, uh, just uh, just taking it easy, uh, trying to stay away uh, so I won't get caught up in a lot of the stuff that's going on with viruses and stuff. So uh, we're doing that social distancing. What about you, Ray? That's good, man. I, I just I just been keeping busy. I've been doing some things to to better myself. I've been you know reading some books, uh, trying to uh, study another language. I'm trying to add French to my <laughs> repertoire. So I've been doing that a little bit, just keeping busy. You know, using this time to to better myself and, and to uh, to add more to you know what what I'm doing. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's all good. It's all good. I keep so that positive gonna attitude. Talking? You're going to be talking about repertoire and French foray and all of that good stuff. Yes, I mean, yes. You know, v- that, voulez-vous, Francis? <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what? Just, we, we do have a, a lot of time right now to uh, do certain things that we wanted to do before. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'll tell you, we, we need to take advantage of that time. And, you know, but, but what else you been doing, Ray? Man, I've, I've, been, I've been trying to stay busy, keeping healthy. I've uh, been outside every single day. Well, when it wasn't raining here in California and you know, you know, jogging a little bit, doing a little hiking. Um, yeah, I'm getting get myself together, man. So, you know, you take, you take adversity and try to turn it into something that's positive. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, spending time with my family and my kids. Uh, my son just got his first uh, collegiate football offer to play um, in a scholarship. So, you know, this is an exciting time for us right now. Man, that is very exciting, man. I mean, that's uh, absolutely great news. And I believe that's uh, just one a minute to come because, you know, he is a great football player. And uh, he entered his senior year. And uh, I see many, many opportunities coming his way. Yeah, thank you. We're just blessed blessed to have, to have the first one. So, uh, you know, him has the opportunity to continue his education and play the sport that he loves. So, you know. So. So, uh, you know, just uh, uh, since you said it like that, I'm, I'm going to introduce. I mean, what I want to talk about today, Ray, is is called Expire. I really call it the AIP. It stands for Aspire, Inspire, Perspire. And the reason I want to talk about that today is because um, uh, in my life, you know, we get influenced by things that uh, we see, or, or, et cetera. And a lot of times, you know, um, we are kind of lost with not knowing what we want uh, to be in life or what we want to pursue. And, um, you know, first of all, before I go into it, uh, I was uh, a few months back, I was uh, selected to be the keynote speaker at my 40th, yeah, I know I'm old, my 40th <laughs> uh, class class reunion. Ooh, me. <laughs> and, um you know, I, I I hadn't seen a lot of my classmates in, in about 40 years. And I had an opportunity to uh, see them and gather with them. And, and a lot of them uh, still was doing the same thing that we did in, in high school. And uh, so, uh, you know, our show is called It's Your Life. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to instill some of the things that I had been doing. And, and, and so what i tell you what, uh, I got a short uh, video clip. Uh, can we play that? Yeah, yeah, put it, put it on. Let me hear it. Let me hear what you got to say, man. We don't have to have people to tell us that we need to do something. If we know that we need to do something to make our life better, we do it ourselves. The message today, if we don't remember anything, the message today is life. Life stands for love, investment, family, and empowerment. And I'm going to leave with this note. I'm going to leave with this one. Uh, it's, it's called, my message is called an AIP. And this is my closing message. AIP stands for Aspire, Inspire. And I'm going to leave the other one up until I close my message. Aspire means that we, we have these dreams, we have these thoughts, and we say, hey, I want to do this, I want to do that. 
So we aspire to do things based on what we see on TV, based on what we see other people do. So we aspire to do that. Because we see those, but we are inspired by things that we read, things that we think, and things that Let me tell you something, class of 1978. It is great to aspire to be the best you can be. We're inspired by a lot of things that doesn't make any sense. One together. We're inspired by a lot of things. But in order to make things happen, in order to be the best that we can possibly be, we have to perspire. We have to put the work in. Aspiration comes from inspiration, but it requires perspiration. We got to work. Class of 1978, I love you all. Thanks for giving me an opportunity to speak. Thank you so much. Oh, man. JC, that's beautiful. Hey, man, you know, uh, sometimes it takes us a little bit, but we, I believe that we have to always have an idea of which direction we want to go in uh, and have aspirations of, of what we want to do, what, uh, whether we want to be a doctor, a lawyer, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, but I believe, just like I was saying in the video, is sometimes we are thrown off because we – see what people are doing on TV and when, and many of us forget that these are actors and they're just playing this, or we, uh, watch uh, some of our friends or, or I know, um, I was kind of like inspired by a lot of the things that, uh, and I grew up in the project, uh, Alton Park, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and, you know, a lot of the gang members and drug dealers and whatever that might have been. I mean, I, I was kind of inspired because I was looking at them and seeing like they had everything together. Right, right, uh, right. But, but you know, we, we have to kind of get an understanding of that, you know, if you're going to be inspired by someone or something, we have to make sure and we have to implant that into our youth and, and our adults and, and everybody uh, right now that, uh, pick out people that actually is, you consider a role model. I'm talking about a real mo- role model uh, that you can learn something from, you know, so. Right. Well, speak, speaking of that, like, so what, what was it like when you went back to your reunion and you're seeing old friends, old people that you, that you knew, some people you might not have liked, some people that you liked that uh, are coming through, coming back and they have this whole life story and the conversations that you had with them, how much had it changed from, uh, the people that you thought were going to be you know, certain things, and then you know you see them forty years later, and they turned out to be totally different than what the expectation was. Well, sometimes it's not, because <laughs> that happens. So um, I know when I went back to one of my reunions a while back, it was uh, it was interesting to see you know uh, you know a person that you didn't think was was really going to do much, or may have been uh, kind of acting up in school a little bit, and they come back and they're successful, and they have these large families, and they're doing really well. Um, you know, sometimes life experiences and things can change what you what you do and change your thought processes. So it's good to see the growth in people. Um, it's funny, I even even get to see a few of the people that I went to high school with that uh, in my class that are on TV right now. Um, and you get to see them every day and it makes a big difference. And it just kind of drives you drives you. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see what happens for people through the years. You're absolutely right. man. I mean, it's, it's always a great thing to see positive growth and, and to uh, see folks that, that you grew up with or you know that actually got their life together, whatever that might have been. Right. So, and, so, so, so what was the thought process from you with some of the people that you went to school with? Well, some of the folks, I mean, they, they, they're good folks, but um, a lot of the things is uh, our think, thinking and our process back in high school, I believe um, a lot of, uh, my classmates are still there. Uh, not all right, of them, right, you right. know, but uh, are still there. And uh, uh, one of the things that we all was kind of threatened about was leaving home. I mean, I, I know I was a little nervous about leaving home because I had never been anywhere before, before I, you know, went in the military. And uh, a lot of times we don't want to do certain things. We don't want to aspire to do certain things because we're so used to being in the current situation that we're in. And uh, wow. we uh, are scared of change. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, yeah, there is a lot of fear when it comes to change, the unknown, and what people want to really go after. But, uh, you know, sometimes taking that risk uh, of being aspiring to be something else or being inspired by someone else and then 
saying, hey, I got to put in the work to get to where I need to get to. Uh, it, can, it can change your life and the life of everybody else around you, too. Yeah, I, I believe that. I mean, I believe that in order for us to really be successful, we have to be willing to take some risks. Um, I mean, if we get comfortable and the place that we're in, the job that we're in, and there's no growth, but we we still comfortable, well, it's sooner or later, um, bad things start happening, you start getting discouraged. You know, so uh, just like I always say is you, you have to work for things and you have to go back to school. You have to do these things uh, to stay positive and to be able to grow. And I think life is all about the opportunity to grow and to excel in whatever career field that you choose. Yeah. Well, you know what? We have our, our, our fantastic guest that we have coming up. You know, in our next segment, and uh, you know, it's really, really exciting to to see that they were aspiring to do you know great things and the things that they've done and accomplished. Is I think you're going to be very uh, excited and, and proud to hear what actually goes on in this next coming up episode. Next, well, next coming up segment. Excuse me, I'm losing my mind. But uh, we're going to take a take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and we'll have our guest. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr., Wow, Ray, man, I'm excited about the guests that we uh, got coming on. Um, I'm uh, excited about this next guest, um, you know, uh, because uh, I kind of know him a little bit. I mean, he's a good guy, great guy, actually. Uh, his name is Dr. Lester Alexander Freeman. He was born in Spanish Harlem, New York. Uh, his education upbringing uh, started when in eighth grade. He was in, mainly in Catholic school. His family moved to Queens. Queens, New York, uh, which um, uh, I believe he said that was a better uh, area for him to excel and to become the person that uh, he is today. He is a pediatrician, nutrition, and he's one of the top docs uh, in America, actually, Georgia, uh, um, out of Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, just uh, a great, fantastic guy. Uh, let's bring... Uh, Dr. Lester Freeman to the show. How you doing, Dr. Freeman? All right, sir. How you doing? It's an honor to be here. How's it going, Doctor? How's it? How's it back in the ATL? Uh, it's it's pretty warm, pretty seasonal uh, today. About sixty something degrees. Sun is out. A couple of days ago, it wasn't like this. It was a tornado. But <laughs> right now, it's beautiful weather. Wow, it changes. I, I spent eight years of my life in in Atlanta, so I know the area well. <clears throat> Very unpredictable. Right. We're so happy to have you on, on the show. And as you see our, our opening, um, AIP, Aspire, Inspire, Perspire. Uh, yeah. I got a quick, quick question. What inspired you to become a physician? Well, when I was living in Harlem around the holidays, my father had to have it. He had this old reel-to-reel uh, tape recorder. So he would take all four of us, uh, that's, that's me and my siblings, and ask us what we wanted for Christmas. And so he did the same with me. He started off with Michelle, that's my little sister. And he, then he went, came to me and he asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I told him, then he asked me a question that I had never been asked. He asked me, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was looking around and I said, I had no clue. So he whispered in my ear, doctor or lawyer. Those were your options. Exactly. So so I I yelled out, Doctor And and then he said, 
Oh, great. Yay. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, what kind of doctor? I said, baby doctor. And he asked me the same question next year. And then that was the last time he asked the question, but the thought still stuck in my head. So from that point on, I told everybody I was going to be a doctor, a baby doctor. Wonderful. And from that point on, I, I always excelled at school. And uh, they just took it to his logical conclusion. I always liked to be around kids. And I was always placed in, in situations where I was always the oldest and had to take care of those younger me. And um, that's where I started. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. Now, becoming a, becoming a doctor is, is never uh, you know, easy. It's a long path. Though. So what kind of obstacles and things did you, did you have to overcome on your way to being a physician? Well... I had to overcome the coursework, of course. That was always very challenging. And, and I think it was until when I got to sixth or seventh grade, that's when I really took off because I said, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. And I started buckling down and studying harder because there were people in my class who I knew. I mean, you can you can meet somebody and know that they're very intelligent. So I knew I had to keep up with them. And so I studied harder. And by the end of the year, they got straight A's, I got straight A's. Um, so, so even though I might have to, have to study harder, um, the end result was still the same. Um, wow. another, another aspect of uh, my journey towards this is, was the neighborhood I grew up in. Initially, it was a very, you know, depressed neighborhood. And I credit my parents, who are educated and very intelligent human beings. They, they laid a path for us. They wanted a better life for their kids. As a matter of fact, their motto was, it is our duty, meaning as children, to do better than the generation before them. So uh, that mantra was, was very important to us growing up. Um, so we just, yeah, that's fantastic. You know, for, for having, having that, that, that role model, that inspiration, you see your parents inspired you to, to be better. Um, right. Uh, especially you. So you, you were uh, born in, in New York, right? Yeah. Born and raised. Okay. Yeah. I know that the, my, my daughter lives in New York right now in, in Brooklyn. So, um, and you went, you went to NYU as well, right? That's correct. Yeah. That's uh, Fantastic school, fantastic program. Um, so you've been practicing for, for what, over 20 years? Yes. So what kind of, uh, what, are, what are your new goals? I, I mean, when you're practicing for, for that long, you, do, you, do you get right. uh, complacent or well, do you want to do more? Yes. Well, one of the things I wanted to do was we, we are in uh, southwest Atlanta, but we're in a very depressed part of Atlanta. Um, and I wanted to actually reward my patients as well as my staff um, moving to a brand new building, which is about four blocks down, and have the building built built up from scratch, make it state of the art, so that uh, my my patients, my staff, and myself can can enjoy uh, up to date modern medicine. And it, wow. it's, it's, a really a, it's really a tribute to the community rather than to myself. That's, that's fantastic. You know, I am totally impressed uh, that uh, as a young age, you know, your father uh, mentioned to you, uh, he kind of gave you directions and it stuck. A lot of times uh, we mention certain things to our kids. I know I, I did. And it doesn't always lock in because they don't normally, a lot of time they don't get it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, amazing that you followed in the path. Uh, he laid out options to you, and you uh, pursued the option. And wow, you you one of the top docs uh, in in your area of field. Right I'm, now, I'm gonna try that when I get home and tell my kids, doctor. <laughs> see, see, if that, see if that works. You, know, you, <laughs> you gave me gave me something new, to doctor. Excuse me. I said you gave me something new to work with. Oh, there you go. Hey, uh, Dr. You know, Freeman. Uh, yes, sir. 
Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I just been thinking about this last couple of minutes. What are the most rewarding uh, thing about uh, your job, you know, as okay. a pediatrician? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. Um, the interaction between me and the families. And that was became even more important. I was one time retire, uh, attending the retirement party of an OBGYN who was like in his 70s. And he was passing it on to uh, the junior class, the, the junior attendings, we call them. And one of the things the junior attending said, he, uh, it was his turn to take the mic, was I spoke to one of the, the doctor's old patients. And the old patient says, you know, I heard you were taking over the doctor's, the doctor's practice. And he said, yes, ma'am, I am. She said, I want you to understand something. He goes, what, ma'am? And he goes, He's not just our doctor. He's part of our family. And I said, wow, that's deep. And as I practiced over the years, first, second year, fifth year, 10th year, 15th year, 20th year, uh, I have patients who have become parents. Wow. And, and then they bring their kids to me. They invite me to their kids' graduations, their birthday parties, even their weddings, baby showers. And so I've become part of their family. So now I fully understand. Well, that, wow. that's, that's interesting. And that because, you know, uh, like you're saying, you become part of, of, of the life because you've seen the kids from, from, from a young age and you get to see them grow, um, you know, as, a, as someone that's, that's helping take care of their health. Um, how, does, how, does that make, how does that make you feel to, you know, see someone come back and say, no, Doc, thank you for what you, what you did for me as, as a young person, and then they want to bring their own kids back to you? How, how does that make you feel? It's, a, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome honor. And it's an awesome responsibility, too. And um, I remember one, a couple of parents, actually, who I used to take care of when they were kids. Uh, they lived, like, maybe an hour away. And the guy came back. And I, noted, I recognized him because the boys change more drastically than the females. And I said, hey. And so we embraced each other, he introduced me to his new wife and his new baby. And he said, Doc, he said, I had to bring my new baby to you. We live like about an hour away. And his wife said, why don't we just go someplace closer? He said, no, 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 no. If anybody's going to examine my baby, it's going to be Dr. Freeman. Wow. <laughs> and so, and I was, like, I was so, I was so touched, man. I was like, it, it's an unbelievable feeling. It, it means I did something right. <laughs> and and wow, wow. I mean, I like your philosophy. Uh, but let me ask you another question, Doctor Freeman. Sure. What is uh, some of the major health problems uh, in the pediatric uh, community that uh, that you worry about? Well, most. Mostly, one is um, well, meningitis is the big one. That's that's an infection of the brain and spinal cord. Uh, Luckily, we haven't seen a lot of it, but when it hits, you know it. It's very scary because it could cripple the child or kill them. Uh, Another aspect of this uh, domestic abuse or child abuse. Mm. Um, I've seen that, and you know, as a pediatrician, we're called in as expert witnesses in those type of um, trials and situations. That's very, that's a very um, negative aspect of my, my job. Um, and domestic abuse as well. Sometimes it happens right in front of you. Mm. You know, mom and dad don't get along and sometimes things happen. And so I would say those, those three are the, those two, I mean, are the worst. So, so things like that, um, like the uh, abuse, and uh, those are automatic reports, right, that you have to report to, to the authorities? Yes, automatic. Oh, man. That's, that's something yeah. I, I want to I talk about a little bit more you know, in our next episode. We're going to take a, another quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to have more with uh, Dr. Freeman, and uh, our next guest is Dr. Dr. Tina as well. So, JC, we're going to take a little quick break, and then we'll be back on the other side. Yeah. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard, Jr., James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. 
Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, we was talking with Dr. Freeman, and um, he was telling us about uh, uh, in the community uh, that he works in. I mean, everything is considered family. I mean, wow, Dr. Freeman, that that is absolutely fantastic. And um, I wish that we had a lot of other communities around the United States and other places that um, that the community felt that same way. Because then we, I believe that we would have a, a, a very loving world. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, okay, great. Um, Over the years, I've had a lot of um, families who are more, should I say, upscale families, you know, families who who have good socioeconomic uh, situations. And they've always wanted me to move my practice somewhere more affluent, like Buckhead. I don't know if you know Buckhead. Yeah, I know Buckhead. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Spent a lot of time in Buckhead. <laughs> uh, or Alpharetta or Duluth or places like that. Right. And they said, well, he said, you would get more upscale clientele. And I said, even though I said, well, I appreciate that, but I have to go where I'm needed the most. Wow. And so where I'm needed wow. the most is where I am. Because they, they don't see too many doctors in general. They don't see too many black doctors in particular. So that's that's really important to me, and that's even more important to them. So that's why I'm still here. That is that is so fantastic. Uh, it's uh, the love of being a doctor and the love of community and taking care of people that you know really need the help. You know, so um, we really appreciate uh, you uh, doing the thing that you're doing. And want you to stick around, but we're gonna bring our, our next guest in, uh, Ray. Man, this is a fantastic uh, uh, young lady. I mean, she's a little bit younger than me. Uh, been knowing her for quite some time. Um, was been in Rotary together for uh, Rotary of Temecula, and this her name is Doctor Tina Gottley. You know, better known as Doctor Tina. She's a 1996 graduate of Palmer College or uh, chiropractor and. Davenport, Iowa. Uh, she practiced uh, in San, San Mateo, California for six years, 1996 to 2002. Moved to Temecula to be close to family. She owned her own practice uh, since 2002, and she's doing great things now. Uh, I'm going to let Dr. Tina uh, tell us a little bit more about her. How you doing, Dr. Tina? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, James and Ray. It's an honor to be on your show. Uh, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. How how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. The sun is shining here in Temecula. It's a beautiful day. It's absolutely a beautiful day. Uh, I can't wait to get back outside and, and hang out. But, uh, no, thank you for being on the show. Um, so today we were talking about aspiration and inspiration and perspiration about, you know, working for what you want, to, which, what you really want, and, and how you get there, how you get um, – you know, excited about what you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit about what made you want to be getting, go into the medical field? Absolutely. So um, 
shortly after I was born, I started having a lot of health issues, and they knew it was from a difficult delivery, and I spent most of my childhood having really severe pain. None of the specialists were able to come up with an answer for my parents. And when I was 14 years old, um, a brand-new chiropractor came to our town, and my parents rented her a room. She very quickly realized how much pain I was in and how I suffered, and she offered to take care of me. And for the first time in my life, I had relief, and it made so much sense to me that I said to her, what are you doing and why does this work? She explained it, and so at the age of 14, I went home and I told my parents I'm going to become a chiropractor, and I never looked back. That became my single-track focus from that moment forward. Wow. I mean, that's amazing to me that both you and and Dr. Freeman knew so early on which which you wanted to be. Uh, I I think that's something that's that's internal, that uh, you have to have that spirit to want to help somebody, to want to be of service. And and we thank you so much for that. You know, Dr. Tina, uh, in in becoming a chiropractor, um, was it a struggle for as uh, getting there or was everything already laid on the table for you or just just no. uh, it was a struggle. There was a whole way. I mean, I think I thought it would be easy in the beginning. Um, I became single-minded and being the best student I could be, knowing that I needed to do that to excel for college. Um, but then there came the question of where would this money materialize from to go to college? And luckily I had parents who were adamant that somehow the loans and the student loans would come through and we would figure it out. Um, so fortunately that did, and I got to go off to chiropractic college. But even once I got there, that first year of school was really difficult on me. My own health started to spiral out of control at that time. I had migraine headaches and headaches that were debilitating, and medications did nothing. No treatment I had did anything for me, and I quickly saw my ability to have a degree to finish college disappearing before me, and I thought, this is it. I'm never going to have a job or get a degree because I hurt all the time. But fortunately for me at that time, um, another student said, you should switch and you should do this different type of chiropractic and see what it, what it can do for you, and fortunately, it changed my life, and it eliminated the pain and I was able to continue my education and then move forwards and, and, and get a degree. But even then, you know, you graduate school and you graduate and you just open a door and suddenly you're in business. But I had a passion for what I wanted to do and I wanted to give that same gift to others. So I never let any of that get in my way or stop me from, from getting to my goals. Wow. You're doing a lot of great things, uh, especially uh, in, in the Temecula community. Uh, we're so glad that you decided to uh, move close to your family because um, uh, not only are you a great doctor, you're a great person, and um, you got a sterling business. A couple of things I did not mention, Ray, is uh, uh, in 2013, she was sterling business of the year nominee. Uh, She's a, a speaker for... Hello. Hello? Yeah, yeah, we're still we're still on here. I think we just had some technical difficulties for a second, but we're still here. Um, you know, JC was going through you know some of the things that uh, that, that Dr. Tina uh, does for the community and has accomplished. Um, I'll pick it up. You know, it was, uh, in 2013, you're Sterling Business uh, Person of the Year nominee, uh, you know, Women Business Conference Speaker, uh, a Bronze Business of the Year nominee in 2015, and Citizen of the Year nominee in 2017. Now, how how does how does that and working in your community in Temecula, how does that uh, uh, affect you and what you want to do with, uh, with with the rest of your practice? I think they all go really hand in hand. It's one of the things I really wanted when I moved closer to my family. I kept saying I want to live and work in the same community and a place where I can practice and be part of a place that feels like a community and has that tight involvement. And I've been really fortunate that I picked Temecula because that's exactly what it is. It's an amazing place to live um, where people are here to help each other and to make it a wonderful place to, to raise children and, and to have a business. And so I love my practice and what I do for my patients, but I equally am passionate about being a rotator being involved in the Rotary Club of Temecula and all the amazing things they do, both locally and internationally. But even at the level of the Temecula Valley Chamber of Commerce and all the nonprofits that serve this community and the area around here, it's a great place. And so I like being as involved as I can because I'm all about that community involvement. Right. I mean, and it's fantastic for, for you. I have a question for, for both you, you and Dr. Freeman, uh, about you know, being a part of the community and being a, a pillar of the community. Um, you, know, you guys are looked at as you know, people to go to when, when 
things are, are, are bad, but, um, you know, how does, how does it feel to, to serve your community and know you, that you're there to help, uh, help you know, people get better or, 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 or there as an as a option for everybody? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. Um, I love it, and I don't, I don't care whether it's that you're here to serve through your service of your profession to give back to your community or just being that person that they know to call and reach out to. And I get calls all the time from people who will ask, do I have an idea how to solve this problem or do I know how to get something done? And um, that just happened last week with, with supplies of many things being short in, for frontline workers. Someone reached out to me and asked, could we get something done? And I didn't know how to do it, but I knew how to reach out and make it happen. And so, of course, I called my Rotary Club and someone there had the answer, and they made it happen. So I love that, and I love when people reach out. And to me, it's just a, a valuable resource, and I'm happy to do it. Excellent. How about you, Dr. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoy working in my neighborhood uh, that I chose to work in. And because one thing that you notice, people think that people in certain neighborhoods are devoid of talent, devoid of gifts, devoid of um, natural ability. But what I do in my practice is I also cater to uh, individuals who come to my office who have a, an idea for uh, a restaurant, um, a, a landscaping idea. Where, you know, so it, it, it cultivates that sort of community spirit because it keeps everything within the community and it, it demonstrates uh, the level of ability that everybody in that neighborhood has. Excellent, excellent. And, and Dr. Cena, you, you said something that's interesting, especially with, with these times that we're going through right now. Um, you know, you guys are being on the front line of, of what's, what's happening out there and, and putting yourself in harm's way or helping to find the equipment that's necessary. Um, how has how this recent times been on, on you, just uh, like mentally and as far as your, your family is concerned? Um, everyone in my household, so my husband's still considered an essential worker, as I am myself. So in the beginning, there was some initial scrambling, and the scrambling was how can we continue to serve our patients and our community, but in a way that, that allows for the new restrictions and the new constraints. And so we just jumped ahead and did everything we could. We separated our patient visits out much further apart. I doubled up on, doubled up on staff members, so there's somebody cleaning in between every single patient. Um, and then we really just reached out and did a lot of communication with our patients so that they would know what to expect, that we were here for them. And to me, that's really important um, because I treat a lot of those essential workers and those frontline workers, and they need to feel really good right now when they go to work and do their jobs, as well as do those parents who are at home trying to homeschool their children and their families. So we just considered it a time we needed to adapt, and we needed to do so within the best of our ability, and um, I didn't question it for a second. Yeah. I need, I need it right now with homeschooling these kids, too. So. <laughs> Hey, Dr. T- Dr. Tino, you and I was yeah. talking the other day, and you mentioned something about your why. What did you mean about your why? So my, my why, I go to work every day for this, the same purpose in, that I think over in my head every single day, and it's that you deserve to feel great. And I mean the collective you. I knew what it was like to suffer, and I knew what it's like to be on the flip side and to feel great and to have complete control of what I want to do with my life. And so every day I come into my practice, I know that my purpose is not only to help that person standing in front of me so that they can feel great, so that they can focus on what they love and go out and make their impact on the world. I focus on the ripple effect of that, knowing that sometimes those people go on to serve hundreds, if not thousands, of other people through their work and through their life and that there is that huge ripple effect that happens by what I do. So I take my work really seriously, and I want to make sure that each person gets 100% from me every day. Wow. That is absolutely fantastic. And I, I think we all should, uh, you know, understand what our are as well, because you summed that up uh, extremely well. Thank you. Yeah. And so, Dr. Tina, you, you were, uh, I heard you were born deaf in your left ear? Uh, yes, correct. Wow, how was how was that? You know, so trying to overcome that. It's it's a constant daily thing. So I was really lucky to have parents who, when they realized it when I was five years old. Um, taught me to do everything I could 
to keep it from hindering me. It's, there's no visual acuity that comes with being partially deaf. So unfortunately, or fortunately that I can hear with one ear, I hear a lot of what happens. So people assume that when they're talking to me and I don't hear them, that I'm just ignoring them. So my parents recognized that really early on, and they taught me to ask for things to be altered or to make people aware of the fact that I had a hearing impairment. And even now in my practice, if I stand up in front of a room of people to speak, I will tell everyone the story um, of how you could say hello to me in Costco, and I'm going to keep on walking because I can't hear you. And people forget it, but when I remind them of it, they're like, oh, that's what that was. So wow. when I was young, growing up in sports, I had to pick, for example, when I played softball, well, I had Dr. to be a Tina, first I hate, I hate to interrupt you, but if, yeah. I, if I can for a second, we got a producer telling me we got we to pay some bills. So we're going to go take a quick break, and we'll come back and address it on the other side. It's your life. I'm James Coley. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, Ray, we, uh, we had to take that uh, station break because we had to pay the bills. But Dr. Tina, you were telling us about... Um, uh, you were born deaf in one ear, and when you when you speak to audience, you let them know that. Um, I, I can remember a couple of years back uh, when uh, we was at Rotary, and you and I was talking, and uh, you had mentioned to me that um, you had got this earpiece that made your life uh, a lot different. That you uh, can can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So um, for all of my life up until a few years ago, I was always told there was never an answer. I would just have to live the way it was. And it, to me, it was normal. So I kept doing that. Um, about a year and a half ago, I met a, a ear specialist who said they now had technology where I could try what, what I later dubbed my bionic ear. And so it's not really a hearing aid. It's a device that captures sound and it takes it from my deaf side and it shoots it over to my hearing side. But what it's done is it's allowed me to hear a little bit more when I'm in a room with background noise and I'm looking at someone talking. So, for example, before when we were in Rotary, I heard very little of what happened in that room. But with this bionic device, if I'm sitting and looking at you and talking to you, I could hear so much more of what you said. And it allowed me to go to events, to parties, to socialize more, and to really feel like I could take place in places that I had really kind of stopped going to because of my inability to hear before. So it's my bionic ear, and, and I love what it allows me to do. It's pretty exciting. Wow. Tina, I follow you a lot on Facebook, and I am, you know, one of your main followers in this organization that uh, you created, uh, that you host, called Audacious. Been following you for a few months doing this. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yes. So we love community here, even just the community in our waiting room and the community that we practice in. And I decided I wanted to create an extension of that. And Audacious is just that. It is a monthly group where we get together once a month. Um, and we usually go to Oak Grove Culinary Creations in Old Town Temecula. And we have coffee, we have speakers, we have um, different interaction things. And it's all based on the premise that you, the Jim, excuse me, the Jim Rohn quote, which is that you are 
are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I like to say, so you should be intentional about that. So once a month we hang out, we are motivated, inspired, and usually people leave there on fire to go back and do what they do. And then we have a private face group group that we have. So people interact there and there's a lot of different um, educational and community ways of being involved there. And I love it. Um, it's called Audacious because I absolutely love that world word. I think it's important to be bold and daring and brave. And so um, it's a great group that has grown to be up close to about 150 members now. Wow. Oh, wow. That's that fantastic. is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Dr. Freeman? Yes, sir. I have a question for you. Sure. you know, we're talking about being audacious, talking about serving your community. Uh, you know, with the, with everything is going on, you know, uh, the community that, 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 you're, that you serve, um, it's in an underserved area. And how does how does it feel to uh, to know that the more affluent areas are getting a, a little bit more, I, I guess, uh, service or, or getting um, you know what what you would call uh, I guess better treatment a lot of the times? And uh, you decided to, st- to stay in your community and, and, and work there. It's it's uh, very frustrating because um, it's it's happening not just my time but for generations. And I tried my best to make sure that from what I can do, I mean, I do all I can as a human being, as a professional. So I, I make sure that I'm there most of the time serving my patients, serving my community. Because um, sometimes when they try to go other places, they don't have the same level of commitment, the same level of passion. And as a matter of fact, a lot of my staff and patients say, I'm too dedicated, dedicated because I don't take enough vacation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, they actually, when I was looking tired or beat down, they said, Doc, you need a vacation. We'll survive without you for a week or two. And so that, 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 that spurs me to, you know, take a break. But um, anything they have uptown, I make sure it's brought to downtown where I am. Right. And that, that's that, very interesting. That, that quote that you that you the Jim Rome quote that you used, um, Doctor Tina, about you are the sum of the, the five people around you that you spend the most time with. Um, a lot of people look look back and and, and say, you know, yeah, you are who 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 your who your friends are or who your associates are. You end up getting a little bit uh, more, uh, I guess, energy and inspiration from them. Uh, tell me about you know the kind of the friends or the five people that you hang around the most that uh, inspire you. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm pretty intentional about about who I want to be um, directly impacted on a regular basis. And so, of course, my husband and daughter would be number one in my family. But about um, six years ago, um, I joined a collective group of five other businesswomen, and we meet together once a month. We read business books or life books, and we discuss business and life, and they're tremendously motivating to me and inspiring to me. They're just really huge go-getters and successful women um, that do a lot for their communities. So they very much inspire me. Um, being a Rotarian inspires me tremendously. It's a room filled with some great people who are all there about service above self. And then I make sure that for my industry and for um, business that I stay involved in groups where people are dedicated to serving the people in the best way possible and being the best um, doctors that they can be. Wow, that's fantastic. I was looking at something in your resume, and uh, I know you you moved to Temecula, which you was in uh, San Mateo, but when you first opened up your your two practices, uh, you said you knew no one? No, I didn't. Uh, so that's that was the tenacity in me. You couldn't tell me no. So um, my first practice in San Mateo, I opened because there was a doctor nearby who was excellent and could take care of me. And at that time, I dubbed that that my continued um, health care and healing was super important. So I loved San Mateo. I just didn't like living so far from my family. So when I found Temecula, um, it was a city my mother had recommended, and, and I thought it was a beautiful community. I opened a practice, and I literally just went to the Chamber of Commerce and got a list of name of realtors and found an office and opened one. And I didn't know a person, so I went out and started introducing myself to people. Um, but it just turned out to be the best thing possible. I had this passion to serve, and I knew it was going to work, and it was the right place, and everything fell into place. Wow, that's like a master class of getting it done. <laughs> you know, I, just, I don't know anybody here, but I'm going to make it work. Yeah, well, you know, it was but, but funny. Wait, you just... know somebody. The minute you get a realtor and then you talk to, to a couple other people, it, it rolls together pretty quickly. 
But that's just, uh, Tina, that's just your personality. I mean, just, um, you know, knowing you for about four years, uh, it's, um, I can see you're not knowing any anyone, and within a couple of months or two, three months, you know everybody. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, what, that's what a great person, and they, they attract uh, uh, folks because uh, people are encouraged and they're inspired by people that they know that has a great heart that cares about them, uh, that's going to do everything that they can to help make their life a little simpler. So, I mean, I, I really appreciate, uh, you know, just knowing you and, and being your friend and working with you in Rotary. Uh, kind of miss you guys a little bit. Uh, we're we're going to get Texas. you back. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know. J.C. decided to go to Texas on us. I know. He's <laughs> got to <laughs> even out the balance a little bit. More time in California. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I, I love both places. I mean, because I, I love being around uh, uh, a lot of great folks. Uh, and um, I uh, try to be an inspiration in whatever I do. You know what? Talking about inspiration, uh, you know, that's why I love having this show. We get to talk to some amazing people uh, to, to continuously inspire and encourage others to want to do better. Um, but Dr. Freeman, uh, can you I want to give you guys a little plug. Can you can you tell everybody where they can find you? Or to tell a little bit about your practice? My name is Dr. Tina Gottlieb, and I practice in Temecula, California. And you can find me on Facebook or Instagram, but I also have a website that is drtinachiropractic.com. It's just D-R-T-I-N-A and the word chiropractic.com. Wonderful, wonderful. And how about you, Dr. Freeman? Where can they find you? Dr. Lester A. Freeman, and I practice in Southwest Atlanta, Georgia. And um, you can find me on Facebook on the Teens, Little Ones, and Children's Pediatrics LLC. I also have my own website, tslcpediatricslc.com. And um, that's where you can find me. Well, fa- fantastic, fantastic. We definitely appreciate all that both of you do. And I'm, I'm glad that I, 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 I lived in Atlanta. I lived off of Holcomb Bridge Road while I was in Atlanta, so on uh, Ro- Roswell. So I know the area well. and. Now, Dr. Tina, I'm here, and I'm in Temecula. I'm near you, too. So. That's awesome. I want to thank um, our guests for taking the time to come on, on our show. Uh, it's been very informative uh, to myself, and I know the listening audience. Um, I want to thank our guests for today, for being there, and thank you for everything that you're doing on the front lines. And thank you, JC, again, for, for being such an inspiration to me. Hey, thanks so much, and uh, remember... Uh, it's your life. Uh, I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. And we're going to have more great times next week and weeks to come. So uh, we ask you to continue listening. It's your life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Check it in. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.